Hey, what is going on? Welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, we got a big group of people, the biggest group of people I've ever had on the show um, at one time. So I think there's about seven of us, six, seven, eight, and we're all down in the gold mine at Goldwater, which is the coolest brewery uh, taproom in Arizona, in my opinion. So we wanted to talk about the subject of the, the fires in Northern California that recently just happened. Uh, it was called Campfire, and it destroyed lives, homes, property, just, just a super destructive fire, uh, the worst ever in California history, and the worst in the United States, I believe it was. Um, we talked about it a little bit in the episode, but the worst in like a century. So just unbelievable destruction this thing this thing caused and sierra nevada stepped up and said hey there's people that need help i won't get into it too much because we're going to talk about it in the episode but they stepped up and said hey let's let's do our part to to help some people out right let's let's as a craft beer community let's get together um let's raise some funds um make a great beer raise some funds for these people that that are that are in dire need of assistance at this point so i won't uh, give away too much but great conversation um, we brought in Ben from Sierra Nevada, and uh, he's good friends with uh, with a lot of people in the beer community out here. So it was really cool sitting down and just kind of talking about Sierra Nevada and what they're doing and, and how they're spearheading this thing to, to help some people out in, uh, in California. So stay tuned uh, after the show for some details on how to get some swag. We got some Sierra Nevada swag to get give away, so stay tuned after the show to see how you can get some of that. So for now, let's tap into Resilience IPA by Sierra Nevada Brewing. All right, so recently, uh, Campfire in Butte County, California, was the deadliest wildfire in the U.S. in the last 100 years and the worst ever in California, right? Correct. Yeah, and what, like 88, more than 88 people died? And still hundreds missing. Yeah, dude, that's that's crazy. And, and from what I saw last, like 7 to 10 billion in property damages. Sounds about right. That's Over 7,000 structures um, lost. Yeah. Dang, dang. So... It's contained now, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously, this is kind of just the beginning, right? The, yes. Of the rebuild of, I mean, all the property damage, all the things that, that have happened. So, and I saw something too that San Francisco experienced like the worst pollution ever. Yeah, um, I, some some businesses had uh, been uh, suggesting that employees, uh, you know, work from home if possible, use those sick days and vacation days. Um, you know, throughout the the Bay, it was people wearing you know masks to you know just from the sheer pollution and. Um, yeah, it's it's been bad east and west of the fire um, all over the place. The, the whole area has been yeah. really suffering through some incredible pollution, the, all the fallout that have, that's come with this fire. That's crazy because it's like 180 miles away or something like that, right? I mean, it's Yeah, at it's very far. least, yeah. Yeah. So, but that's where Sierra Nevada came in, right, and said, hey, there's a bunch of people who need help, right? There's people that need help recovering. Yeah. Um, so many different categories of help that's needed, right? So Sierra stepped in, and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. But let's meet everybody first. Let's start with you. Uh, ben Vandermeer, I'm the uh, area sales manager for Arizona. Derek Osborne, I am the head brewer and partner over at Pedal House. Also known as Doc. Yeah. I was like, who's Derek? Like, you changed your name? Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> there can only be one Derek, and we hired another Derek, so they changed me to Doc. <laughs> 
I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm <laughs> Rob Fulmer, the executive director of the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. And last I counted, I think we had 23 breweries participating in this project that we'll talk about. So wow. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm Jordan Gregory. I'm the head brewer over here at Goldwater. Nathan Steen. I'm the sales manager here at Goldwater. Alexander Phillips, director of sales and marketing, Grand Canyon Brewing Company. Dave Burkle, brewer at Oso. Guys, thanks for joining. And Dave, you got a Sierra Nevada shirt on too. I did. I got this at uh, North Carolina, Nashville, just recently. Ah, nice. Nice. I haven't been. I heard that that facility is unreal. Come out anytime. Yeah. It's, oh, it's gorgeous. It's Malt Disney World. Malt Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call it. <laughs> that is really ah, the locals. That's, yeah, that's awesome. And that that's a great scene down there too, right? Asheville. Like, oh, it's yeah. just unreal. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So Ben, we were talking before. Uh, you kind of explained your story of how you got uh, with Sierra Nevada. So how? Kind of give us a refresher on, on that. Um, I was um, from Arizona. Um, I uh, kind of I got my start um, as a home brewer. Um, you know, uh, just loved loved craft going back years and years and years. Um, was going to graduate school. Um, was really not digging that. So um, spent most of my time studying beer. Um, made a whole bunch of officially? great friends. Yes, officially. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I, I had spent some time unofficially studying beer, but yeah, it took over most of my study hours. I was I was doing. More drinking and studying and studying beer, uh, reading recipes and things like that. And I uh, kind of let that passion kind of take over. And, um, yeah, started working with some a great friend at the time who was teaching a course on beer. Uh, Rob and I really got to know each other through that. Um, you know, had a whole bunch of great um, lecturers come out and, you know, speak uh, at some of these classes, kind of worked my way into working with some other friends at an Arizona brewery, uh, and then kind of, you know, little by little worked my way into uh, a job with Sierra Nevada. Been there almost seven years, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's been, it was it was a very, very happy uh, change of uh, work and life. <laughs> From balance. graduate work so, to, uh, to beer? Yeah, 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 much better here. I like <laughs> yeah. it a lot more. So... Um, you want to share the story too? You said about the, your first guest that you had speak. Yeah, right? actually, it's. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend of mine, my my boss now um, at Sierra Nevada. Um, he had always done a newsletter. He and I kind of stayed in touch. This newsletter was um, about Sierra Nevada, you know, new beers, events, things like that. And uh, I, I found out that our owner Ken Grossman was coming to town, and I, I threw out this request, a random request of, "Hey, would he want to come and talk to my friend's class, you know, on brewing at?" at ASU and he kind of laughed it off and said you're more than welcome to try he's a busy guy so got an email uh, sent an email and lo and behold we get a response he'd love to so we we have Ken Grossman one of the founders of the craft movement uh, you know the owner of my brewery come out and actually uh, do a lecture uh, in front of a packed house at, at uh, Taste the Tops in Tempe and um, kept it going for a while um, had a bunch of really really great guests and, um, yeah, that kind of solidified my, my idea of should I jump into this industry and I, best decision I ever made. Nice, man. Well, and, I, and it's cool Sierra Nevada too, right? Because yeah. um, so many people that I've talked to, Doc included, were like that, that was like the, the pinnacle craft beer for you, right? Or one of them. Sierra Nevada was the reason I'm yeah. in this business. Yeah. Why? Like what? what like? Uh, I didn't quite know what hops were. Uh, <laughs> I just knew I started home brewing and I wanted it to taste like Sierra Nevada pale ale. And everybody kept telling me it's the gypsum, it's the barley and everything. One guy brewed one. I'm like, Oh, that's the flavor. That's what I want. Uh, Granted, everybody knows this stuff now, but back in the day, you know, it's early nineties and I, uh, yeah, just wanted it to taste like Sierra Nevada and finally figured out, Oh, it's the hops, more hops. 
That's what I wanted. I was, I'm still as ignorant as I was then. So that's. <laughs> yeah. And what about you guys? So, I mean, you've obviously got the shirt on. You're, you're a fan of uh, oh, Sierra Nevada. I've been a fan for a long time. It's yeah. been one of the only beers available, you know, throughout the country for a long time. Um, I was in the military for a little while and throughout the United States, and, and uh, it was one beer you could count on finding that was always tasty. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was something that I've always tried to emulate, and I still try to copy the pale ale. Um, little nano batches at, at, at Oso all the time. Yeah, for ben sure. Ben's staring him down like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, no, we weren't together. Well, it's because he makes a good pale ale, actually. Yeah. You know, I, could, I never could make a good one when I was home brewing, so I yeah. love drinking his. Well, so that, that's cool that, that a brewery with such respect it was, was the one that stepped up in this situation, right? Because, like I said, all, all these places, there's so much help that's needed. So they came in with the Resilience IPA. Kind of talk about the, the beginning of that. Like, how did they decide that they were going to do that? Um, I mean, just the uh, the sheer need of support for this tragedy, you know, all the things that come with it. So, I mean, we're uh, in Butte County. Uh, Paradise is in Butte County. Our brewery's in Chico. Um, you know, we've been part of the community. Um, the brewery was founded in 1980. Ken Grossman, our founder, had lived there even prior to that. So Butte County has supported us for nearly 40 years, and, you know, we're it's our it's our honor and really our duty to kind of support them as well. Yeah. So um, in light of this tragedy, you know, we did what we do best, which is brew beer. You know, um, all the proceeds for this beer that, that we are doing, that all of our local partners, our partners across the country, 100% of proceeds are going towards this Campfire Relief Fund. Yeah. And any of the info you want to find out about this beer, about our partners, SierraNevada.com, look for the resilience, resilience page on our homepage. There's a lot of information about the fund, our partners. Yeah, get, getting behind something like this, you know, out of tragedy, you know, some, some opportunities arise to do something better, do yeah. something good. So um, the strength of this community, the generosity of the brewers, the wholesalers, um, the retailers, the consumers has been overwhelming. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's rare you can actually literally go out and, have a beer and do something good by just having that beer. And yeah. this is that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, and, and I want to get in the, to the beer, like the recipe and, and things like that. Uh, but, uh, Nate, are you from, was he telling tell me you were from paradise? Yeah. So I'm up from Northern California. I live in Chico and Red Bluff, which is right next door to there. Pretty much my whole life. All, all my grandparents, all the elderly folks that are in my family all live in paradise. All three of them lost their homes, lost everything. Wow. So been dealing with that locally right now. I went home last week to deal with all, all that stuff and people living in tents and crazy stuff. So a lot of homeless people and nutty things up there right now. So that's crazy. And Ben was saying that you were you guys were the first to, to reach out to them, right? As far as like like how can we help? Yeah, Jordan, my brewer actually sent me the email like that Saturday, which was about three days out of when it happened and when Sierra Nevada first sent it out. So I all we had to do was ask our owners. They were right on top of it. So Jordan came through for me and then of course Sierra Nevada always comes through. So we followed their lead and, and did what did what they want, brewed their beer, and so it's, it was exciting to get on top of that. Absolutely, man. And Rob, you said how many breweries in Arizona right now that are um, part of I this? Have to count. <clears throat> you know what? Let me just list them. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've got 1912 Brewing Company in Tucson, Beaver Street and Flag, uh, Button Brew House in Marana, Dark Sky Brewing Company with the Grand Canyon Brewing Company in Flagstaff and Williams, respectively. Uh, we've got Dabina Brewing Company on the west side. Flag Brewing Company, one of the oldest breweries in the in, in Arizona, um, stepping up to do uh, some work. Four Peaks Brewing Company, Goldwater, of course, we're here. Granite Mountain Brewing Company in Prescott, Greenfeet Brewing Company on the south side of Tucson, Lumberyard, which we mentioned, uh, Beaver Street. Uh, both breweries are taking part in this. 
up there in Flag. Mud Shark Brewing Company in Lake Havasu, Mother Road in Flagstaff. Two OSA locations uh, where Dave is from. we got Arcadia and uh, Gilbert Pedal House, which Doc is to my left. Um, Scottsdale Beer Company uh, on the end of uh, the 101 Shea in, in Phoenix. That brewing company in Cottonwood. Uh, I assume they're doing that one in Cottonwood and not in Pine, but we'll see. The Perch Pub and Brewery in Chandler. The Shop Brew Company in Tempe. Thunder Canyon Brew Stillery in Tucson. And Renhouse Brewing Company uh, in Phoenix. Nice. So I think that's 20-something. I thought I saw we were probably in the top 10 of states really? to take part in this. Nice. Nice. But obviously that could change. Sure. But, I mean, it's whether top 10, top 20, whatever. I mean, it's just a great thing that, that Arizona stepped up like that. I think I think yeah. when we're talking about literally a quarter of our breweries taking part of it, I think that's really a key. Absolutely. So you guys, uh, Alex, you uh, collaborated with Dark Sky on this, and I'm sure that that was a just super boring time. Yeah. Those guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're ever watching either of our social media, we never like hanging out or having any sort of fun. So, um yeah, we are going to do a uh, follow-up at our place. We just kind of wanted to scramble and do something quickly, like act quickly, I guess, is the uh, the feeling that you always get. And so we uh, we got together with those guys and had a blast, uh, you know, just getting together and brewing beer. And so we're going to do it again over at our place, uh, I think, in the next week or two. Overall, just a fantastic time to get together to do something, you know, to give back and Anyone who listens to me ramble on long enough, I mean, it's really all I want to ever do while I work is just try to give back and a great opportunity to give back and have fun with your your, your fellow peers. So yeah, it was a fun time. So um, recently, too, when I, I don't remember what was the year that the the Hot Shots uh, tragedy up north, right? That was another time where a wildfire kind of brought together. What was it? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because that yeah. is part of why we have uh, Granite Mountain involved and, and some of the northern Arizona breweries. Fire is uh, a ever present danger. You know, if 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 not them, it could be us, and and um, we would probably uh, want everyone else's support as well. And, and this is the beauty of this. I mean, uh, uh, Sierra Nevada has been in, uh, you know big imprint in the state. Ben and I go back quite a ways. Uh, in fact. We did a homebrew competition, uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, in, in the shell of my living room because we were <laughs> completely tearing down, gutting, and, and starting from, from scratch at our house, and we needed a spot to do it. And it was me and Ben and, and uh, Jeff Eater, who's now with Four Peaks, and a couple other people. We just, we just knocked it out, and uh, there's... You know, there's spilled beer in my concrete from from all the <laughs> still <laughs> from, from all the uh, people that really wanted to emulate that style, which is, is yeah, and that's what's cool about the because Ben was talking about um, all the connections and stuff in Arizona beer, right? And just what a great like family this is, really. You know, yeah. Um, so, um, what? Tell me a little bit about the like the resilience, like how, how like as far as is there one recipe? that like, how, how does that work so actually this is a great point i kind of wanted to pick your guys's brains who who have brewed it this is a a true west coast style ipa the brewery just sent out some recommended guidelines i mean i think the fun thing about this is there's going to be so much variation so much so many different takes you know you take one recipe same recipe same ingredients different brew house it's going to taste different right so just based upon some of our recommendations, um, we had a set or a recommended grain bill, at least types of grains, um, as well as, you know, this is a, this is Cascade and Centennial Hopped IPA. 
So, um, you know, kind of a medium-bodied, 6.7% alcohol, kind of the, the goal for this. But, you know, again, people like to riff, jazz it up a little bit. Um, I, and again, I can't wait to try from across the country. Um, I think on Friday, our, our number at the time was 1,276 breweries have committed to brewing this. So that means 1,276 different takes on this beer. So you have to taste them all, right? I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, darn it. You know, it, but Rob said there were 20, 23 in the state, and then hopefully you know, get to try some of our out-of-state partners. Um, you know, this is going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really, really interesting. And one thing I should also add is that for these ingredients, one of the things when we reached out to breweries was to see if they needed any assistance, any donations of hops or malts. So we have amazing partners in malt, hops, yeast from across the country, across the world that donated products. We pretty much asked breweries, where are you? How many barrels are you going to brew? And do you need hops, malt, or yeast? So we had our partners from all over the place donate hops, malt, and yeast. Dang, that's so awesome. it's, it's, it's amazing. So, I mean, the generosity across from people to supply ingredients, to brew the beer, and now to drink the beer, yeah. um, we thank them all. And um, so, yeah, with, uh, with, with this kind of general idea about this IPA, how people want to brew it, how they want to execute it, any changes they need to make, um, we can't wait. I mean, IPA being what it is, um, two of my favorite, Cascade um, is one of the hops that we're, we're known for in our pale ale and many of our beers, but looking forward to seeing what people kind of come up with. So um, how did you, Doc, um, go about the recipe? Well, we looked at it and we realized that uh, we have two different brew systems and they both brew completely different beers. And we thought, you know, you give everybody the same recipe, everybody on the same brew system would brew a different beer because they're different brewers. Uh, different brew systems are going to brew different beers. So we kind of looked at that and said, oh, we got a little freedom here. We like the Cascade, but we didn't have any regular Cascade. We had Cryo. So we went ahead and used the good stuff. Wow. And, uh, what's, that, what's that even mean? Uh, cryo is where they, um, they freeze, basically they freeze the hops and liquid nitrogen, and they shake it and remove a lot of the vegetative matter, concentrating the good stuff. Uh, so uh, it's, it's usually double the price because you, you have the weight. But we went ahead and put the full amount in anyway because we could fit it in the system. And we're hoping. It's kind of a competition, I think, a little bit. We're hoping ours tastes a little hoppier than the next guy's. <laughs> so um, what about you guys, Jordan? What did you what did you do wacky with this? <laughs> um, so we tried straight pretty close to the recipe. Um, but we did not have the infamous you know, caramel malt that Sierra Nevada loves to use. So we had to sub out a little. We decided to sub out a little dextrin pills and a touch of Munich, kind of get that color and you know slightly the taste. But um, other than that, uh, we went try and true. Uh, you know, fresh Cascade and Centennial from this year's harvest, and then um, threw a little twist, just kind of, a little touch of mosaic, kind of brighten things up. But try and keep it try and true, but a little flair to it. Goldwater style, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Alex, what did you, it, you? You were with Dark Sky, so I'm sure you guys put like like juniper roots and you know. <laughs> Uh, well, Unicorn tears. <laughs> well, that is fantastic uh, to hear. It's uh, a total compliment, and those guys know that too. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, assuredly, uh, I am. I am so uh, blushing very much right now. So, uh, no, of course we like to get crazy, and especially and especially with Dark Sky, we like to get crazy. Dark Sky is uh, really focused on brewing some crispy boys right now, and you know some really clean beer, and just wanted to you know brew to sell. Uh, to Ben's very specific point, it's when you use just the same exact 
recipe, hand it to 10% of the breweries in the U.S., and, and what's going to happen? You know, like you know, like Doc said, well, we didn't have this exactly, so we kind of moved it over here. So there's already going to be enough variation, and then, you know, again, we'll try to drag them over to our place, and then and then we might get more strange over there. I'm not sure. We spend a lot of time <laughs> in the woods already. So um, just brewing clean beer is sometimes just uh, fun in itself. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's interesting you say that too, because Dark Sky was known for the what, first two, three years to just like, just do what, I love their approach, right? Yeah, their approach yeah. was like, dude, we're going to do what we want to do. We're going to figure out shit. And then it's all starting. Yeah, I think year three, they really, uh, they really came into their own, which was great for us to kind of like be their neighbors. And, you know, they were kind of looking for someone to hang out with um, more often than not. We were kind of looking for the same thing. And, you know, everyone in the north is so spread apart, you kind of got to pick your partners and roll with it. And so, uh, yeah, they kind of came to their own, figured out what they're doing. And uh, it's, you know, we can get weird with barrel stuff with them. We can do crazy beers or we can just, I mean, they're producing great lagers. And so it was a a cool project to do with them because their brewers, you know, like the Pantheon of beers and so do mine. And they really just had so much fun. The Instagrams, I guess, really tell the story better than I ever could. But (laughs) Yeah, we had a we had an absolute blast with those guys. Nice, nice. And Dave, what about Oso? Yeah, you can uh, you can ask all my other co-brewers. This is my favorite recipe style to brew: straight West Coast, two row malt, some Crystal Sixty. My two favorite hops: Cascades and some Centennials. Ah, yeah, I'm I'm a Northwesterner from Portland, so yeah, the yeah. Cascades were always you know those are the godfather of all hops. Yeah. In my opinion. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, Brett waters was able to put together the recipe for, for myself, uh, at the, uh, at the nano brewery. I can't speak for Josh at the, uh, at the Gilbert location. His interpretation is going to be slightly different. So, the, oh, okay. I see what yeah, you're saying. So yeah, we put nice. together two different batches, uh, at, at Oso, uh, at the Gilbert location, they've got, uh, about a half dozen barrels and, uh, at the nano spot, I've got one and a half barrels. So, <laughs> but the cool part about this, we're going to have it on tap at all four, uh, uh, Oso location, so we'll nice. be um, we'll be out there, you know, putting putting out the word for the Resilience IPA yeah. all spots. Nice man, nice. So we got a wide range then, we got yeah. a wide range of th- that, that's awesome. Yeah. That's what it's about, though, right? It's it's about that personalization is you know because if it all tasted the same, then what fun would that be? Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody's you know different take, uh, you know the the nuance of of all these things. It's going to make it so much fun to try all of these different variations, and again. You know, for every pint, you're doing some good. Yeah. So, is there is there uh, like a common release date? Because everybody, I think for the most part, everybody uh, brewed it uh, Tuesday, right? Last yeah, Tuesday, Giving Tuesday. So, yeah. uh, that was the 27th, yeah. and yeah. and really for the most part, I think uh, most breweries were able to if they had the the, the tank space and the time. Yeah. It was done that day, but you know, I've I've, I've heard of folks doing it. Um, you know, prior to that date, yeah. I mean, the day it came out, the day the opportunity was announced, people were brewing that day or, you know, we've got stuff coming up. I know breweries doing it in the next week. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be over the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, locally and nationwide, we're going to start hearing more and more people kind of coming online and the, the, the list that we have on the website, uh, seeing all scrolling through all the breweries is it's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> Like I said, you know, 1,276 different breweries are, that's that many different beers. Yeah. Hey, Eric, um, you were talking about the different recipes and so on and so forth. I mean, really, you should talk to Doc because he's worked a long time on on, um, one or two systems from BJ's and then, you know, he started his own thing and 
I'm sure there was a lot of transition. It's really the character really comes from the the process too. So even if we all exactly had the same recipe, even in the same equipment, just yeah. small things that Doc can maybe speak to that would change the character and in good ways, not necessarily sure. you know um, bad ways. It just interesting things. It's true. <laughs> 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 yes, sir, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to elaborate on that? Yeah. <laughs> so the most common question I get, we have a mash mixer in our brewery. I was inspired going to Germany, seeing them all using mash mixers, and I asked Frank over at Vine Stephens, why? why? Modified malt these days, you don't need to do the protein rest. You don't have to go through all it. Just build your recipe and go. And uh, his explanation was, he was very friendly. He didn't belittle me like he should have. <laughs> he, uh, he said, so we've been brewing for a little over a 1,000 years, and the malt has changed drastically all the time, and it still is. I mean, what, three or four years ago, we had some of the worst malt we've had in my lifetime. Really? Yeah, oh. 70 years was some of the worst malt, uh, okay. just bad conditions. And Did you just say you're 70? my lifetime for 70 years uh, (laughs) he's ageless you you look a lot a lot older than that but uh, But yeah (laughs) so um, they break their malt down using the protein rest to its basic stuff to try and soften that and then they through a mash program they can build it up uh, buying just buying your crystal malts and dropping in an infusion style mashing is great neither technique is better than the other just different Uh, so we when we designed Pedal House, I uh, well, it was kind of designed by a, someone before I came on board, and then I scrapped it, and I actually saved us money in the design. <laughs> Went back to the guy and nope, said, "No, we're going to do that. Yeah. We don't need that. Yeah. We need." So I, I had him do a mash mixer that I also use as a kettle, so yeah. we can't do multiple batches in a day, which you don't really need in a place with the space confinements we have. But uh, I wanted to be able to do the different temperature rests for at least for our loggers and most things and i i it makes a different product there's no doubt you yeah. you cannot deny that it's different i couldn't tell you it's better but uh it's one of those things that makes you different you know what's cool doc too is is every time i talk to you or every time we're we're in your brewery i can just see like in your eyes you're just you love that place like that like your heart and soul is in there and not saying that it's not for for every brewer but the fact like the the way that you were able to design every aspect of that i love that too and I yeah yeah all the bad welds in the brewery are mine yeah all the the good welds are all done by Newlands and the, the ones right. that don't look so good are probably mine yeah yeah no but that's cool because it has that character of of you right it, I mean it carries that the doc character if that yeah. is a thing or yeah. a good thing. my heart's in that place <laughs> on my days off yeah. are tough to stay away I, I always go in and check on things oh what can I do today? <laughs> dogs riding on like a little scooter little bird scooter by like checking making sure everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I was going to ask you about this too. So the, the the Craft Brewers Guild is so much about it is about helping, right? So so being part of this, I mean, it's huge, obviously. But there's so many things that the guild does to to give back to not just the beer world, but just the the Arizona community. Sure, um, you know, we started 30 years ago in this industry making craft beer, and our guild has only been a part of it for 20 years. And really, the first five years I worked for it, we were really trying to establish who we were. But we relied on, for 15 years, literally, to work with people from out of state that were bringing beer to our state, that were investing in the community, that hired people in the state, 
that we're able to, we were we were not able to do a strong beer festival without support from people like Sierra Nevada and people who worked with distributors, people who invested again in, in jobs, and, and and so you know to to this day we you know we have a huge contingent of out of state breweries that take part in our strong beer festival, our beer week, Arizona beer week. Coming up from the February seventh to the sixteenth is is includes anyone who wants to put on a quality event, uh, no matter what brewery you're from or where you're from. So that's that's the legacy of it. You know, I I, I would apologize maybe to some of the people who work for out of state breweries who think that we're just all about Arizona. Um, we have to sort of build our identity, but you know, we do want to include as many folks as we can because secretly we want you to work for some of us, but uh, no, in general we respect and appreciate the, the legacy of explaining the beer, doing the marketing, talking about how important our movement is. So, you know, we try to, you know, be inclusive and, you know, we're working towards this balance of identifying who we are, but celebrating who uh, everyone who helped us get here is. Yeah. So this is one of those projects where it's like very easy, no brainer. Yeah. My breweries were signing up quicker than I could even keep up. So, you know, of course we're going to do that. Um, we're going to include uh, everybody who, you know, has a special place in their heart for, you know, not, you know, it's Sierra Nevada, but it's just really a, 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 a tip of the cap to everyone who got us here because it wasn't just anyone in this state that built this. And I think it's just a reflection. Uh, and that's why I'm really enthused. You got some smaller, newer breweries that, you know, understand the importance of something like this. Uh, and again, tying back to our, our situation with, you know, we could combust <laughs> in this state anytime, yeah. any, any yeah. place. Uh, so, you know, it just an appreciation for where we, where we are as a state and how fragile we are when it comes to the environment and so on and so forth. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, I think that covers everything, right? I mean, is there anything that uh, that you wanted to add, Ben, or anybody? Any, anything that you guys wanted to add to? First and foremost, I'd like to say, I mean, thanks to all the, the partners here in this room. Thanks to uh, you as, you know, tap that to, you know, paying attention to this. Um, to everyone that's been concerned, um, you know, I think we've all received personal messages, you know, finding out when people have found out that we're participating or asking how we can help. Um, the outpouring of this community is just amazing. Um, it's, it's, you know, adversity. Um, I, Rob and I, a little while ago, um, you know, from various fundraising efforts, you know, we kind of said, you know, we're getting pretty good at this, you know, raising, raising funds for, for this cause or that, for our friends, for great causes. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's going to be there and realizing that we have the power to do some great good with this, um, is really, it's, it's humbling. So um, to all the people that have brewed this beer, um, that have thought about the, the, the relief effort, to the, uh, all the accounts that we've talked to that are you know, bringing in this beer, um, to all the retailers, everybody else, wholesalers, consumers, thank you very, very, very much. Um, this is going to do a lot of good. So um, I would just say that if you're, if you're interested in Resilience IPA, any of the breweries that Rob listed, any of the guys present here, check out social media, check out other websites, ask your local retailers if they're getting any of these beers in. If you see it on somewhere, buy a pint. Again, every pint you buy, the more good you do. The folks in Northern California and across California really appreciate it. Um, we do as well. So it's, it's a great opportunity to do some good. And thank you. Thank, thank you all for, for doing this. It means the world. So yeah. 
Yeah. One question I did have, you, you uh, mentioned uh, retail. Is, is, there, is it all going to be kegged? Is it all on tap? Is there any packaging plans? Or so, anything? yes, we're actually going to be doing six packs as well. Six oh, pack nice. cans. Okay. So okay. it's going to be draft and six packs. Um, it's leaving the brewery um, probably the, within the next two weeks. Okay. So um, the sheer volume of requests that we've had. We've had to brew more. Um, we've been making sure that this beer is going to be available nationwide. So if you have a local craft shop you go to, ask them for it. We're hoping to have as much as we can sell available. Um, so, you know, and, and you know what? If you can't find ours, every other brewery that's brewing it, brewing it differently, um, is going to be an amazing pint for a great cause. All right, guys, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. Pleasure. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Absolutely. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this show. Just It kind of brings everything together. This is one of those examples of the impact that craft beer has on, on the community around it and, and the importance that it puts on um, giving back to the community. As Alex said, uh, Alex from Grand Canyon said in this episode, it's, you know, this community gives back and, and, and I love being part of it. So on the note of giving... Ben from Sierra Nevada hooked me up with some swag to give away to you guys. So check out the post on uh, Facebook or Instagram for uh, the details of how to win this swag or what exactly the swag is. There's going to be two packages that I'm going to be giving away. Um, basically, uh, we're going to be doing a, a tag and um, tag and, and post you listening to the episode um, like we have been. So take a screenshot of you listening to the episode and post it on your social media, whether that's Instagram or Facebook stories or uh, an Instagram or Facebook post. Let us know that you're listening to the show and uh, tag Sierra Nevada and tag Tap That AZ Podcast. And keep an eye out for these beers being on tap all around um, Arizona. So the one that I know about right now is Goldwater. is going to be releasing theirs on December 14th. But keep an eye on those Facebook events for the release of these beers in Arizona or wherever you're at because these breweries are all across the country. So... Thank you guys so much for your support, and always remember, stay awesome.